everyone. Welcome to Amago Season 1, Episode 45, Anchored. I'm your host, Vanessa Brown. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. 1 John chapter 3, verse 2. Thank you again for joining me tonight. I want to talk um, from the topic anchor. And I want to start off by talking about this concept of drifting. So drifting is this continuous movement from one place to another. And the crazy thing about drifting is that you don't even realize that it's happening because you really can't feel it. Usually you're really comfortable with your surroundings or you're distracted by what you're actually doing. So if you've ever been on a raft at the beach, then you know what I'm kind of talking about because the waves gently move you further and further away from the shore, but you really weren't paying attention because you were relaxed or enjoying yourself actually just being on the raft. Recently, my husband and I were in St. Martin and we went scuba diving, or shall I say, I went scuba scuba diving. He went with me scuba diving. He is not really a big fan of of the water like I am. So he stayed in the raft. The raft was anchored, but in order to go scuba diving, of course, I had to get out the raft. So I jumped out of the raft and um, began scuba diving. And again, I was comfortable in my surroundings because, or distracted by what I was doing because I was really interested in looking at the fish and looking at the coral. And then when I came back up to the surface, I didn't realize how far I had drifted from the raft. And this sense of fear gripped me for a few seconds um, because I'm not the world's greatest swimmer. But then I said, oh, well, you have on a life jacket. So all I really had to do was exert some more energy and swim back in the direction of the raft that was securely anchored and where my husband was waiting for me. An anchor is something that is reliable. It is a principal support. It holds things in place and together. It is something that holds an object firmly. In second, he excuse me, Hebrews the second chapter is where I want to use as our primary scripture for tonight. So Hebrews chapter two verse one, and there we find that the writer is addressing or admonishing some recently converted Jews to pay close attention to what they had heard, so that they would not drift away. There were some recent converts and they were considering returning to Judaism. And then there were others within that group who were also recent converts. But what they were trying to do was blend aspects of Judaism into the new church, in particular, animal sacrifices. So the writer of this letter is warning them to pay attention, close attention which means to regard someone or something as important. So to pay close attention to what they had heard. 
which means to become conscious of or to understand and realize what you've been told or informed about. So they wanted them to pay close attention to what they had heard so that they would not drift away. To become conscious of, to understand, realize what you've been told. I believe that this scripture is extremely relevant for us right now because we are now living in a global society. And by global society, I mean that we are now connected and we have access to information. We have access to people. We have access uh, to customs and practices and doctrines from all over the world. Because of technology, you can find out anything you want to find out. You can um, you can experience almost any religion, right? All now because of technology. So much like the Hebrew church, there are some people who are now walking away from Christianity and from Christ in favor of turning to these other beliefs and practices. And then there's also people who are now mixing these doctrines, uh, these other practices and other religions. They're trying to mix them into the Christian faith. What are you talking about, Vanessa? Well, I'm talking about things like healing crystals and horoscopes and even divination. These influences can slowly drift us away from Christ and from Christianity. So I think it's very important for us to pay attention to and anchor ourselves and what we've heard and what we've been informed about, about Christ. And this, this needs to come strictly from the word of God. Chapter one of Hebrews teaches us seven things about Jesus that I think are foundational. And I think that these things anchor us so that as we are exposed to new religions and new customs and new practices from other people, that we are not carried away by these waves of doctrine is is the way I want to put it. So I want us to talk about these seven truths about Jesus Christ, and I'm not calling them facts. I'm calling them truths because that's what they are. They are the truth. Okay. And again, I think that they are foundational. These are the things that we should build our relationship um, with on with with Christ on. These are the true things about Christ. And so I'm going to tell you, I'm going to go through the seven of them. Um, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on them, but I think it's important, especially if you are a new Christian, that you know these things, that you look at the scriptures that I'm giving and you go and read them for yourself and that you learn them and you know them so that you know the God that you serve. So the first thing I want to share is that Jesus is the son of God. This is the first thing that you must realize and understand that Jesus is not just a prophet. Jesus is not an angelic being. Jesus is not like Moses. He's he's not like any of the disciples. He's not like the Old Testament prophets. Jesus is the son of God. 
Matthew chapter 3, verse 17 tells us that God himself testified as Jesus was being baptized in the Jordan River by John. This is my son whom I love and with whom I am well pleased. This affirmation comes before Jesus does any work, right? Before he launches his ministry, the affirmation from God, the father comes that this is my son. Um, I heard a, a pastor recently said that, so Jesus did the work because he was affirmed. He didn't do the work so he could be confirmed or affirmed. So God recognizes and affirms that Christ is his son. That is the first foundational anchor that we need to hold onto. Secondly, Jesus is appointed care of all things. This means that he has all power and authority over all things. God has given Jesus authority of everything in both heaven and earth. Psalms chapter 2 verse 8 shares a conversation where God tells about Jesus's inheritance. Jesus says it himself in Matthew chapter 11, verse 27. Jesus says, all things have been committed to me by my father. No one knows the son except the father, and no one knows the father except the son. And those whom, I thought this was important, the son chooses to reveal him. Did you know that you can't even know who God is unless Jesus chooses to reveal him to you? You can't gain access to God or know God unless Jesus grants you access. Yeah, that's a big anchor. That's a big anchor. God made the universe through Christ. This is truth number three. God made the universe through Christ. And I, I, I studied that for a little bit just so I could make sure I could articulate it well. But John 1 and 3 says, through him, all things were made. And without him, there was nothing made that was made. <laughs> through him, all things were made. Everything that exists, exists because of or on the account of Christ. The importance in us knowing this truth is, is if, if he made everything and if everything exists because of him, then there is nothing that can operate in this world that he doesn't know how to handle or deal with because it was made because of him or on the account of him. And it, nothing was made without him, right? So no one knows more than he does. Jesus is the word of God. And when you think about him being the word of God, think about, as some of the commentators put it, the, the word is the mind of a person. That's how we know that's how we let people know what we're thinking is because of the word. And so Jesus 
is the word of God. Amen. Jesus is the word of God. The will of God is made manifest through Jesus Christ. The will of God is made manifest through Jesus Christ because Jesus is the word. Okay, so that was number three. God made the universe through Christ. Nothing that exists that we can see or cannot see was made without Christ. Number four, Jesus Christ is the radiance of God's glory. Okay, y'all, so God hasn't let go of this word glory yet, right? So if you've listened to a couple of the podcasts, you know that we kind of studied a little bit about glory and the different meanings of glory and different usage of glory. But Christ is the radiance of God's glory. Jesus came to earth, came to us in human flesh. He walked with the disciples. He lived among them. He had all of the earthly experiences we have, but Jesus carried the essence of God. His glory was his opinion, his praise, and his honor of God. Within him and seen through the miracles, the signs, and the wonders that he performed on earth. Christ is the radiance of God's glory. Amen. Truth number five. Jesus Christ is the exact representation of his being. Okay. And when we say his being, we mean God. So just as you can look at some kids and know that they are literally a carbon copy of their parents, Jesus is the same as God in all of his attributes and in all of his character. Jesus says in John 10, verse 37, do not believe me unless I do what my father does. But if I do it, even though you don't believe me, believe the miracles that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I am in the Father. Jesus was a carbon copy of his Father, the exact representation of his being. He said several times in scriptures, I only do what I hear from my Father. That's all I do. And if my Father didn't say it, I'm not going to say it. Okay? All right. Foundational truth number six. Jesus is sustaining all things by his word. Jesus is sustaining all things by his word. Jesus purchased and redeemed us by his blood. He shed blood and sacrificed himself for us. He became sin. He became sin for us. He redeemed us. So Titus 2 and 14 says that he did this 
to purify for himself the people that are his very own. Jesus acted and still acts as our high priest. And he offered himself once and for all, right? So that you and I won't have to pay the penalty for our sins. Jesus sustains us through his blood. So he is sustaining all things by his word. Remember, he is the word of God. And he has paid the price. And so we are sustained because of his word. Truth number seven. Christ is seated now on the right hand of God. Psalms 110 verse number one says, the Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand. The right hand is a place of honor beside a king. It is the position of second in command to God himself now. So Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. And this is where Jesus is making intercession for me and you. He's on the right hand of God. And he makes intercession. He asks on for us, right, on our behalf. Because when God looks at us, he doesn't see us. He no longer sees us. Jesus is sustaining us by his blood. So we are covered. When God looks down at us, he sees the blood of his son. So if we accept Christ, we are covered under his blood. Jesus is seated here. Because he has done everything that his father asked of him. And so the father, God, has placed Jesus in a place of exaltation above everyone and above all other things. Okay? So you have an intercessor. You have someone that is making intercession for you. Jesus is seated at the right hand of God. These truths are important to us because there is so much in the world that is changing. The truth about Christ is the only thing that can truly anchor us in this world. It is the only thing that provides us hope and stability in a world that is constantly changing and a world that's full of uncertainty. When we anchor, when we are anchored by the truth about Christ, we can, we can handle these swift tr transitions, right? The things that keep happening quickly in our life. We can face trials and we can face tests with a confidence, knowing that the Holy Spirit is with us and that he will never leave us or forsake us. These seven truths about Christ satisfy our souls. In this world that is so full of empty promises, anchoring ourselves in these truths about Christ brings us security. 
Unlike me, who had drifted away from the raft, my husband was able to stay in the raft and be secure, knowing that it was anchored and it it wasn't leaving. It wasn't going to drift away. But so easily, if we don't anchor ourselves to the truths about Jesus Christ, we can easily drift away from our Christian faith and from our Redeemer. But knowing these truths about Christ anchor us. They provide us true peace and joy. So if you're looking for something to anchor your life in, I encourage you to turn to anchor yourself in Christ. It is the only thing that will not lead you astray. Thank you for joining me this evening on the Omega podcast. If you would, please make sure that you download the podcast on Spotify or any other platform. Check out the notes section on Spotify, and there's a link that will allow you to support the podcast by subscribing. You can visit our website at omegohem.com to check out all of the coaching and leadership services that I offer. You can also find me on Instagram at omegohem or join me on Facebook by typing I-M-A-G-O. And I'd like to let everyone know that I just started the YouTube channel. And you can find me on YouTube at Amago Him, I-M-A-G-O-H-I-M. Please be sure to like and share the weekly reels on Facebook. And if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to email me at amagohem at gmail.com. Until next week, we shall be just like him. Mm-hmm.